Hello everyone and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I am your host, the Honorable Greg B. And this is chapter 52, I think, if I have my numbers right. Um, I'm not, I don't know anymore. I keep, I lose track. Um, I'm doing a whole bunch at the same time. And there might be more in between me doing these and posting them and stuff, so gets confusing but all right we're on next uh part four um of the uh, movie ranks countdown for 2017 today we'll be talking about number 40 through 31 so if you mixed the previous three go back and listen to them because they're uh ooh, ah, they're good they're they're good they're probably my best ever um I, I would say so if you missed them you better go back otherwise you're not gonna know what's happening like, wait, did I not say uh, some other movies that aren't on the list? Like, where are those other movies? Um, <laughs> or not, whatever, who cares. But if you haven't listened to my other episodes yet, um, you wouldn't have heard my little pregame show um, that kind of explained everything. And I'm not going to go into detail on that again, but I'm just going to say one thing before we get started here. Uh, there are some spoilers here, so... Um, yeah, hope usually minor, uh, maybe some moderate spoilers, depending on how old the movie is, you know. I don't want to ruin, like, the plot of something that came out, like, December 25th or something like that. It's only, well, like, a couple months, not even a couple months uh, from that, so. But if something came out, like, a year ago, okay, fine. You may have, either you saw it by now and know, or you don't care enough that if me telling you something that happened in the movie is going to ruin it for you, you know, that's your fault. Uh <laughs> But I'll try to, you know, not spoil anything too major. Um, but with that in mind, let's keep going. And if you, again, if you didn't listen to the previous ones, go back and listen. And before we get started with this one, because I kind of forgot something in the previous... You know what? No, that's fine. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I was going to I was gonna mention a bunch of movies that I didn't l- watch, just in case you were wondering if they were, they were going to be on my list. But you know what? They're not on the list. They're not on the list. You can figure it out for yourself. I don't feel like wasting time with that. Let's get going. All right, number 40. It is um, an Amazon movie, so it's on Amazon Prime. If you have that right now, you can go watch it as I, as I talk. And um, it did get a limited release in theaters. Um, uh, it came out uh, April 14th. Uh, it um, made $110,000 opening weekend. Like I said, it was very limited. Uh, overall, it made eight uh, million, so it didn't have a cinema score because of this. Uh, but that does eighty-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, seventy-eight on Metacritic, and six point six on IMDb. So it's got some good ratings here, uh, and that is the Lost City of Zed. And I say Zed because that's how they say it in the movie. I thought it was Lost City of Z. Then I started watching the movie, and they kept saying Zed. And I guess it makes sense because it's based out of England and ZZ there and Zed's dead. So I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, no, Velocity of Zed or Z or whoever you want to say it. Um, uh, yeah, it stars Charlie Hunnam as this uh, explorer guy that wants to go find this lost city that is in South America somewhere. And it's based off a true story, too, which is interesting. And I think this might be the first film that I've talked about that was based off of a true story. I can't think of any of the other ones that were based off true stories. Um, I could be wrong, though. No, I don't think so. 
I think everything else, I think this is the first one that's based off true story. Um, because there are going to be more, trust me. <laughs> trust me when I say that. There are going to be more coming up uh, based off true stories. But so, anyways, um, he's an explorer and they try to find the city in, in like the Amazon or whatever. Ironically, the movie come is released by Amazon, but or like South America, whatever. Um, or Mexico. Somewhere. I don't remember where it was. Some, some lost city that they're trying to find. Um, and um, so he has to get funding and has to get a crew and they have to go out and try to figure out where they're going. And, you know, this is back in the whatever, the long time ago. So it's not like things were a lot easier to do. You know, if you, you went off for an adventure at a different continent, it was going to take you a long time to go. So, you know, he, he has this wife and, you know, they're, you know, you know, has a family and whatever. And so things kind of get a little weird there, but he goes off, try to find it. He can't find it. He thinks he found it. doesn't know if he found it, blah, blah, blah. Um, so then, uh, eventually, um, his son gets involved and then he brings his son along with him and all, you know, all sorts of stuff happens. It's, it's, it's an interesting movie, but ultimately, the issue that I kind of had with it was it was a bit long and drawn out. And there's a lot of... It's very slow. <laughs> it's very slow. Uh, there's a lot of nothing happening for a lot of the movie. And there's just so much stuff that gets caught up in, like, the red tape and the... You know, there's so many, like, hearings and, ta- and you know, plans about... You know, it, it's just... It gets a little... Uh, a little much um and um yeah so anyways eventually not to ruin anything too much but his son comes along and they go to find the city and they ultimately don't don't ever come back so um yeah so you know the thing is you know it's based off a true story so like some of it's obviously fabricated because you don't know, um, you know, you don't know quite what was real and what wasn't real, especially with the parts that, like, you know, that happened at the end. It's like, wait, what? It gets a little weird at the end, I guess. But, um, yeah, but the, that's probably the most interesting part of the movie is finally when he and his son go and kind of uh, try to find, you know, find these people, like, in this lost city or whatever. And, um Yeah, so if the whole movie was just them, like him and his son going to find the city, that would have been a cool movie. But they, you know, had to tell you the whole story, and it's just kind of long and drawn out, and it gets a little boring. That's you know, I ultimately was at forty as opposed to higher up because it's definitely a good movie, but it's just a little, 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 little boring at times, and you know, a bit too long, and um, it's a bit, it's a bit. Um, it was a bit disappointing in that in that regard. Um, yeah, all right, so let's move on. Um, so number 39, it's a movie from A24. Uh, it had, um, came out on June 9th. Uh, it was limited. That's, I wouldn't even say this was a limited release, but it, you know, it came out in the middle of the summer and it wasn't like a high profile release, so it's a bit wonky to even compare it. Um, but it made five point nine million dollars open weekend. Overall, it made thirteen, eighty-eight uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes, seventy-eight 
uh, Metacritic 6.2 on IMDb, but it got a D on uh, Cinema Score, which is weird. But again, it's, it was a limited release, so I'm kind of weary about that number. And that is, it comes at night. Now, this movie is another movie that had a really cool premise. But it didn't quite live up to what it could have been. And I know I've said that a lot so far. And it's true. And the problem I had with this movie was I wasn't quite clear as to what was going on. So the basic premise was there was an outbreak. um, And people were getting sick and kind of dying. And it wasn't like a zombie movie type of thing. But people were getting sick and if you had the sickness then... You know, you could infect others and you ultimately would die. So there's this family and and it's kind of confusing as to who these people really are that are here. They're like some sort of family, but like these people show up and, and, and they have to, you know, someone gets sick and they have to like kind of kill them off and, and whatever. But then these random other random people show up and they're trying to kind of steal their stuff and they're like, they get caught. But then they're like, oh, wait, well, sorry, we didn't realize there's anyone here and blah, blah, blah. We're stuck at this other place, but we need, we're running out of stuff. So can we stay with you? So then they stay with them. And then there's twists and turns and people stealing stuff and manipulating people and blah, blah, blah. And it's unclear if people are sick and are not sick or, or whatever. There's just a lot of stuff going on. And it's cool, but it gets a little weird and ultimately it's confusing as to what comes at night i guess that's i guess that's my biggest issue with i was like wait what comes at night like the zombies come at night like what is happening like these people getting sick but like what it was confusing there wasn't enough explanation as to what exactly was going on i guess was my problem i mean yes there was the the, you know the point of the movie was i guess there's two groups of people that were kind of like butting heads and and weren't getting along living together trying to you know survive basically which is cool in of itself and you know it ends up on 39 my list but it was just a little confusing as to what comes at night and why is it coming and who's there and why why is this happening and what happened and who did what now and so um yeah so i don't know it just uh that's why it ends up at 39 and not higher up i guess you know even though you know and that's another one of those weird ones where it's similar to mother it's got good ratings, you know, but the cinema score, people didn't like it when they went to the theater, probably because they didn't know what the hell it was. <laughs> They're probably like, what comes at night? I thought this was like a horror movie, and it's not really a horror movie. Um, um, but yeah, um, it's, I don't know if it's on, I don't know if it's on Amazon or something. I, might, I think it is on Amazon, or maybe it's Netflix. I don't know. I, I feel like I saw it on something recently. Um. I don't remember where I watched it, though. All right, moving on. Uh, number 38 um, is a uh, Entertainment Studios movie. I, I'd never even heard of that. Um, seems pretty generic. Um, but it came out in uh, June 16th, so another summer release. Uh, it uh, did $11 million opening weekend, $44 million overall. Uh, 55% on Rotten Tomatoes, 52 um, Metacritic, 5.7 IMDb, and I got a C in uh, the cinema score. I did not see it in theaters. And it is 47 meters down. 
Now, this one's a weird one because I heard a lot of people, like, praising this movie, but ultimately, like, those numbers don't really reflect that. And, uh, like, even, like, the numbers it did, like, money-wise didn't reflect that. But I feel like for some reason it did really well worldwide, maybe? I don't, I don't know why I'm, I'm thinking that, but I, I definitely heard a lot of buzz about this movie, and these numbers don't really, like, play out that so much. Um, but, um... So basic premise is these two girls, two sisters, go on like a trip to Mexico and they they meet these guys and they're like, hey, we got this boat, we can go down a, sh- a cage to see sharks. And they're like, yeah, that sounds cool, I guess. The one girl's like, yeah, we should totally do it. Meanwhile, the other girl's like, I don't know, that's not, I don't know how to, I've never done scuba diving, I don't know if I know what I was doing, blah, blah, blah. And the whole point of, like, she broke up with her boyfriend, her boyfriend broke up with her, and he was supposed to be on the trip, but then he brought her sister along. Like, oh, we'll make him jealous and take pictures of the sharks, it'll be cool. So then, of course, they go um, out on the um, the boat, and then they go in the, the shark cage, and um, something gets messed up, and cage drops. To 47 meters down. Uh, <laughs> and then there's sharks. And then they're stuck down in the depths of the sea. And there's sharks. And the, they're running out of air and stuff. It's, you know, it's it's another one of your typical shark movies. You know, they come out every couple years. There was... What was the one a couple years ago? Um, uh, shoot. I forget what it was called. The one where the girl was, like, paddle boarding or something. And then she... Or she was surfing i feel like she it's blake lively i believe um oh, what the hell was the name of that movie and, like she lost her job or something. i don't there was it was a very similar like tip situation where like she got divorced or or broke up with her boyfriend or lost her job or something so went to a trip and started um it was very similar in that in that sense uh and then there's a shark um the shallows that's what it was called um and there was a guy there's a random guy and on the beach. There was guys on the beach. There was guys on the beach. <laughs> um, so I don't know. The ending of this movie is a bit weird because it's not quite clear as to what happens. There's like some confusion. I don't want to ruin anything, but like something happens, but then that maybe didn't really happen, but then something else happens. But then maybe someone goes missing, but did they come back? Maybe they don't come back. It, it, it was kind of the ending was a bit confusing, although they already pitched the sequel for 48 meters down um which i don't know how that's quite gonna work but whatever it's happening um let's see so it did no this doesn't even have the foreign numbers so i don't even know all right well whatever it was a, it was a decent movie it was a bit of a you know surprise um i was expecting it to be worse so it ended up being on 30 number 38 um you know when i first started watching i was like yeah this might be like in the 50s or something. It looks stupid. It's another one of those stupid shark movies. <laughs> I don't know. The Shallows. I mean, well, where did I have The Shallows? I don't even know if I watched it last year, though. So it might not even be my list. I think I watched it, like, later. Yeah, it's not my list. Alright, so, I mean, but whatever. If it's on, check it out. It's, it's not very long. It's a pretty quick movie. It's got sharks in it. <laughs> Mandy Moore's in it. So if you're a big fan of This Is Us, I guess, check it out. Or, you know, Mandy Moore's, like, music career, because 
She's from like New Hampshire, right? So that's not too far from me. I think she's a Bruins fan, so that's fun. Um, all right, let's move along. All right, so this next movie, if you listened to my last podcast from yesterday, uh, my number forty-two movie was a movie called Shot Caller. It starred um, um, Shot Caller. Sorry, it was it starred um, um, uh, Jamie Lannister, and he goes to prison and then gets mixed up with gangs and blah blah blah. So this movie. Um, that's my number, oh, where did I just lost, uh, number 37, came out on RLGE thing, it was, had a, it might have had a limited, it was very similar, it might have had a limited release, it said it did, but then I couldn't find any numbers, so it doesn't have a cinema score, I can't find any numbers that, um, of, um, box office numbers, it came out, um, October 6th, 92% on, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty good. 79 on uh, Metacritic and 7.2 on IMDb. And that is Brawl and Cell Block 99. Um, so this movie, as opposed to that movie, <laughs> stars Vince Vaughn. And uh, and the, the sister from Dexter. I'm blanking on her name right now. Jennifer Carpenter, I think that's her name. Um, so they're like a married couple. Um... But they're having some marital issues, I think. And, um, but then she gets pregnant. But he loses his job. He was, he was, he, you know, he had worked with some unsavory people, but then was going straight, had a real job, but he lost it. You know, people kind of were not too happy about, you know, some stuff. So he ends up falling back with his old group. Not that he wanted to, but he kind of had to. And then things go sideways. He ends up in jail. But then um, his wife, he he ends up in jail and has to, doesn't want to deal with these same people. So he's in jail. But then these people kind of confront him. They're like, you got to do some stuff for us. You got to do some stuff for him. He's like, nah, man, I'm not, I'm, you know, that's not me anymore. I don't want to do this, blah, blah, blah. Like, I was trying to get out of it, and, like, I got caught up in whatever, and I ended up in jail. So, um, but then those people kidnap his wife. Big mistake. Um, so then all of a sudden he kind of goes nuts, and there's a brawl in cell block, 99. And there's a whole much, there's a lot more to it than that, but Vince Vaughn is very menacing in this movie. Like, very, very off-kilter for like his character and you know i mean more even more so than like true detective or whatever like he's very like badass badass like guy and like oh it's very brutal too it's a very violent movie um yeah so i don't want to ruin it but there's a lot of stuff happens and there's a lot of there's, there's some fighting and some brawling and and whatever but it, it was pretty good it was it was it was, it was better than i was expecting because i hadn't heard of it and I was like, wait, what the hell is this movie with Vince Vaughn in it? Um, okay, I'll check it out. I think it's on Amazon or Netflix or something. Um, let's go check it out. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, it's got good critic, critical numbers. Um, I don't think a lot of people saw it but or had seen it, but it's pretty good. And, it, you know, it's better than Shot Caller, but it's very similar to Shot Caller um, in my mind. So there you go. All right. Moving on to number 36, um, this was a net, another Netflix movie, so it doesn't have any numbers, box office numbers, 
came out October 13th. Uh, it has a 75% Rotten Tomato. For some reason, never the Metacritic. And I, I feel like I see that a lot with the Netflix movies. A lot of times I don't get Metacritic scores for whatever reason. Uh, 6.4 on IMDb. Wasn't in theaters, so I didn't see it in theaters, and I didn't have a cinema score. Um, and that is The Babysitter. Okay, this one's a weird one, um, but a good one. It's kind of a little bit out of nowhere. It's it's a horror thriller type of movie, kind of like strange, like the, more like this. It's not like a horror so much as it is a thriller, I would say. I don't know, it's hard to explain. Um, but yeah, basically like it's this, this kid got this babysitter that he really likes and blah 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 but then it turns out she's like in this weird cult and they kill people and so basically he finds out and he's trying to you know get out of the house and like alert people and then he gets all sorts of stuff goes down and craziness happens and it's pretty good it's pretty good for what it is and it's a netflix movie so you know it was a lot better than i would have imagined um and yeah it's it's kind of goofy and fun at the same time and um it's a bit violent, it's a bit gory, um, but it's like that over-the-top gory stuff. It's not like, like, Brawl in Cell Block 99 is like, it's like, realistically brutal. It's brutal, yeah, brutal is the better word, whereas this is gory, It's but it's over-the-top. It's like, you know, Jigsaw or something like that, it's stupid. Um, stupid over-the-top violence, it's like, you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about, like, Mortal Kombat, <laughs> as opposed to, I don't know, some other... Some other video game that's like Manhunt. Um, all right, so there we go. I mean, it's it's yeah, it was kind of one of those movies. Like, all right, this would be good for like Halloween. They released it in October. It was good. It was cool. I enjoyed it. Um, go check it out. It's on Netflix. Um, yeah. All right. So keeping along those lines a bit, um, the next movie is a Warner Brothers movie. It came out August eleventh. So it wasn't really Halloween quite yet, but still. Um, it uh, made $39 million opening weekend, 102 overall. So pretty good. Uh, 69% uh, for uh, Rotten Tomatoes. 62 Metacritic, 6.6 on the IMDb. Did a B on the Medic, uh, the Cinema score. I did not see it in theaters, even though I kind of wanted to, but I didn't end up seeing it in theaters. That's Annabelle Creation. Now... If you're not familiar with Annabelle in and of itself, the storyline's a bit weird because Annabelle itself was in The Conjuring. Um, but then they made Annabelle, which was a prequel to The Conjuring, um, where they kind of explain how the doll got into The Conjuring house, like where, where it came from prior to that. This is a prequel to that, which kind of explains the creation of it and how it got to where it got to in Annabelle before then it got to The Conjuring. You follow me? I know it's confusing, but this one was actually a lot better than the, than the other one. Um, it's not as good as The Conjuring, don't get me wrong. But, um, yeah. So there's kind of like a Conjuring um, universe, but, like, they're all prequels. It's weird, because, like, next year, coming out next year, I think next September or August or September or something like that, is The Nun. So, if you're familiar with The Conjuring 2, there was The Nun that was in that. Well, she's getting her own movie, which I believe is a prequel. Um, so then there's going to be that kind of sidetrack. 
I think they're doing a Conjuring 3 as well. I'm not sure. I don't know if they plan on doing another Annabelle movie, but based off of how this did, they could. But I just don't know how they would do that because you kind of told the whole story now from creation to after the Conjuring. So you'd have to make it a sequel. That's where I think it would, might go off the rails. But this one was good. This one was good. You kind of got the you got the creation. You, you finally find out where the th- hell this thing came from and the reasoning behind it all. And it actually tied right into Annabelle, too, which was good. Um, kind of, you know, looped everything all together, which was uh, fun. And, it, yeah, it was a bu- much better movie than, than Annabelle. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so if you're going to watch the Annabelle, like, saga, you, you start with this, then you go to Annabelle. So you start with Annabelle Creation, you go to Annabelle, and then Conjuring. And Conjuring 2 doesn't really have anything to do with it. Um, I guess you continue off of that to Conjuring 2, but then you have to go back to The Nun, I guess? Now, I'm thinking you probably watch, watch The Nun before you watch Conjuring 2. I don't know. <laughs> the Conjuring universe. It's nuts. Alright, so that was number 35. We're moving on to number 34. All right, now now this is where we get into these the next four movies. We're all kind of movies that came out at around the same time, and they're all they were all pushing for Oscars. Some of them got there, some of them maybe not so much, um, or at least one of them didn't. But we'll get into that in a bit. But number thirty four was a focused movie, came out uh, November twenty second. Limited release, only made 175,000 opening weekend, but has made 51.5 million so far. Um, it's 86% on Rotten Tomatoes, 75% uh, or 75 on Metacritic, and 7.4 on the IMDb. Um, no cinema score because it was limited release, and I did not see it in theaters. And that is The Darkest Hour. So. Or Darkest Hour. Not The Darkest Hour. It's just Darkest Hour. Because there's another movie that came out like a couple years ago called The Darkest Hour. And it kind of got me... <laughs> kind of got a little confusing when I was looking this up. But, um, uh, yeah. Darkest Hour. So, it stars uh, Gary Oldman as um, Winston Churchill. And basically, it's when Winston Churchill became the um, Prime Minister and that whole thing. And they're in the middle of, you know, the war's... You know, World War II is starting and going and blah, blah, blah. And there's a falling out between, you know, with the pre- previous um, regime, I guess. And he kind of comes in and people are not really happy about it. And it's kind of this whole, like, story with him and his, like, secretary or whatever. And there's a whole thing. And, like, his whole coming to power and whatever. And the interesting part of this movie, though, is it leads right into another movie that's going to be on this list later. I don't want to ruin it yet, but there's a certain time period that this leads right into um but ultimately this movie is just gary oldman as winston churchill which is fine but that's all i really got out of the movie i was like otherwise it was just kind of like i don't i don't know what the hell this is and winston churchill in and of himself is a fine character but i didn't feel like there was anything new from this movie that was anything different than what we already knew or, I mean, not that there should have been, but it was just like kind of like, yeah, all right, well, it's Winston Churchill. That's that's fine. And Gary Oldman's fine as Winston Churchill, but it's just kind of like, okay, it's, but it's Winston Churchill. Like, <laughs> he's basically just saying what Winston Churchill said. And it's like, a, he's fine with it, but it's like, I don't know. It just didn't it didn't quite resonate with me as much as it obviously did with the critics. 
Um, I mean, with that said, it was still a decent movie. I mean, I have it at number um, 34. So, you know, it's not like I hated it <laughs> or anything. But um, ultimately, I just didn't love it. Um, it was fine, but I didn't, I didn't love it. Um, so there you go. That's number 34. Uh, now moving on to number 33 was a Sony movie. It came out Christmas Day. Um, 5.5 opening weekend, which was weird because, like, Christmas was on a Monday. So, like, the opening weekend wasn't really until that next weekend. So, I I don't know. It was weird how they did it that way. But, um, it made $24 million, um, it has made $24 million to now. Uh, 77% in, um, Rotten Tomatoes, 72, Metacritic, 7.1, um, IMDb got a B um, for cinema score. And yes, I actually did see this one in the theaters. And that is all the money in the world. Now, there's a lot of controversy along with this movie. Um, obviously, it started with Kevin Spacey and that whole thing. Kevin Spacey played Paul Getty, who, honestly, when I had heard about that, um, I heard he wasn't in the movie very much. So I'm like, oh, okay. So they recast him, Chris Plummer. Chris Plummer, they did a bunch of reshoots, which then became a whole thing because uh, Michelle Williams only got, like, minimum pay, but um, Mark Wahlberg got a lot more money because agent um, negotiated a bunch more money to do the reshoots. Meanwhile, Michelle Williams had the same agent. Mark Wahlberg then, like, donated all the money he made to, like, some charity within Michelle Williams name so it was like whatever I don't know there's a whole bunch of blow, stuff blown up for no reason it's like the real issue was Kevin Spacey and no one wanted to talk about that anymore but Chris Plummer is in the movie a lot he actually got nominated um uh for um Golden Globe and I think for an Oscar too uh if I remember correctly um so yeah the story based off of real stories as was Darkest Hour so another, more movies based off of real stories stories um i guess that's uh uh we're up to what now because well i guess disaster artist was a biopic so that's sort of based off of a true story um if you want to call it that uh lost city of zed based off a true story annabelle creation was obviously based off a true story (laughs) darkest hour and then all the money world now the interesting thing about this and what is happening on my TV right now? Um, sorry. Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves in a motorcycle commercial? Did I miss this before? Oh, it's Squarespace. Okay. All right. Um, we'll get to John, we'll get to, we'll get to John Wick. We'll get to, we'll get to Keanu Reeves in a little bit, but, um, maybe not on this episode. Keep listening. Just keep listening. Uh, I don't want anything. Um, Anyways, all the money in the world. So the weird thing about this, though, is... Um, so this movie comes out, and, you know, besides all that mumbo-jumbo, and it's an interesting story. His kid his kid get kidnapped and whatever, and then he won't pay the money. Or his, his grandson, sorry, gets kidnapped. He won't pay the money and blah, 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 blah. And there's a lot of stuff that goes on. It's a true story. You can look it up. I mean, it's not really... I mean, this one's based off the book that was based off of that, so... It's a bit interesting because there also there's going to be an FX. I don't know if it's a series or if it's a TV movie. I think it's a series. Um, it's like a short, like, you know, limited 
run movie uh, or series, I believe. Let's look it up. Um, Donald Sutherland will be playing uh, Paul Getty. Um, called Trust. So yeah, it's it's a it's a ten episode um, short um, mini series. I think it comes out uh, March twenty fifth. It's about the same thing. And it's like, well, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on. We just got a movie about this, and now we're going to get a TV show about this? Like, can, could, could someone have talked to someone and been like, hey, maybe, maybe not, maybe, maybe let's not do that? That's the problem with Hollywood. These people, they don't have original stories. They come up with these stupid things, and then they don't talk to each other, and yet two of the same thing in the same, within three months of each other. It's like, what the hell, guys? Get together and talk about this. It's garbage. I don't, you don't need two of the same thing, but anyways, that's happening, um, I mean, maybe that will get into more of the story, but I don't know how much more of the story they really needed that wasn't, uh, I mean, I, I know that it wasn't quite lined up correctly in terms of, um, what actually happened, but, you know, it's a movie, it's gotta be entertaining to some degree, you know, otherwise, why don't you just watch, like, a documentary about it, which I'm sure there is, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, ultimately, I didn't think it was all that great, the movie. It was good, but, I don't know, it just felt like some of it was pieced together a little bit. Obviously, the reshoots and stuff. I mean, Chris Plummer was really good. It's just weird to think that he wasn't, he was originally Kevin Spacey, because it doesn't quite work for me. Like, I don't, I couldn't see how Kevin Spacey was, would have been that character, but, I don't know. It would have been a completely different movie, I think. Um... Not, not to say it would have been worse or better, I don't know, but, um, yeah. I don't know. 33. Seemed like a good spot. Alright, number 32. Another movie based off a true story. Uh, this was a Fox release. Uh, limited, came out limited release on, uh, uh, December 22nd. Made 526,000 unlimited. Has made 72.9, um, to date. It's still making money. 88 Rotten Tomatoes, 83 Metacritic, 7.4 on the IMDb. It got an A in the cinema score, and I did not see this one in theaters, and that is The Post. Um, So, yeah. So this one is The Post. It's got Tom Hanks, it's got Meryl Streep, it's got... David Cross and Bob Odenkirk, oddly enough, together from Mr. Show. Steven Spielberg directed. Um, it's got a few other people in it, too. But, yeah, Bob Odenkirk and David Cross together again. And apparently that was on accident. Apparently they, Steven Spielberg is like, oh, I like that guy. Oh, I like that guy. Let's put them together. And they showed up and they're like, oh, wait a minute, what? And then someone's like, hey, you guys, do you know that they did a show together? And he's like, oh, like, oh no. <laughs> but whatever. It is what it is. Um um so yeah the post so basically what this movie is about is a true story based off of the pentagon papers and the post was kind of a struggling the washington post was a kind of struggling newspaper at the time and um the wall street journal got their hands on these papers um and um they published one of them or something and they got in trouble and somehow the Post got their hands on there too. And they're like, well, what do we do with them? Like, we don't get into trouble, but like, we have this have these things and this can put us on the map and blah, blah, blah. So ultimately, they end up doing it. And um, 
not to not to ruin the story. It's a pretty well known story. So if you hadn't heard of it, a spoiler alert: it happened back in the seventies. Uh, yeah, not to say what the papers were about or whatever, but you can watch the movie. But that's basically the story: it was the internal struggle with the newspaper to find out if they should post this stuff, and ultimately um, they got in trouble. But then ultimately, you know, it all works out in the end, and then it kind of leads right into um, all the president's men. Uh, storyline uh, with the with the uh, Watergate situation and that whole thing with um, with that. So yeah, there we go. I mean, it, it was fine. It's fine. It was just like I don't care. I mean, I guess the I guess I guess the I guess the main point of it was I don't care. <laughs> it's like oh, that's cool. Like a newspaper did stuff. Like fine, congratulations. And I guess that's part of the, part of the issue with a lot of these movies. Like you know, it's similar to Spotlight. It's like, oh, a newspaper did a bunch of stuff. It's like, yeah, okay. It's like, it's not very happy stuff. It's like they're reporting stuff that's not fun. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. And, like, this is all old news and stuff, and it wasn't a very happy time um, for anyone. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it was well acted, I guess. And that's fine, but, you know. I, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just weird with some of these movies. It's like, you know, you're putting in a bunch of actors and, and this well-known uh, director and stuff, and... They got nominated, but ultimately it's like, did anyone really like this movie? I mean, I guess it was okay. It wasn't, I mean, not like it was bad, but it's like, is this the storyline you want? Like, couldn't you have done a movie that wasn't, like, why would it have to be this subject matter? Couldn't, if you get all these people, same people together, and you make up a story, like, how is that worse? Like, is it better because it was based off of something that actually happened? Like, I, I don't feel that's necessary. Like, you could have made a movie about something else. I, I, don't, I don't know, whatever. It is what it is, though. All right, next up, um, number 31, also a Fox release. A uh, limited release, came out December 1st. Uh, 166 opening weekend, it's done $49.9 million so far. It's still making money. It's 92 on um, Rotten Tomatoes, 86 on... Uh, Metacritic uh, 7.8 on IMDb doesn't have a cinema score because of the limited release and I did not see it in theaters and that is The Shape of Water um, this one is right up there for the Oscar talk along with you know the post although I don't think the post is really getting that much consideration but Shape of Water is definitely one of the one of the uh, bigger um, candidates as it were um, oof Guillermo del Toro, yeah, he he makes some weird movies, and this is no exception. Um, ooh, this is a weird one. It's just it's a, it, it it's well acted. First of all, don't get me wrong. Um, the plot is interesting. It's definitely interesting, but the way they the the process that they use and how they get to where they end up, it's just. Yeah, it's like why did they decide to go that way with it? It's just like this could the story's fine. Like there's you know there's this government agency that finds this creature and they're keeping it secret from everyone, but then the janitors find out about it and blah blah blah. But then there's a whole love story and there's a weird dance sequence. It just gets weird and weird. And this girl that's like deaf or mute or whatever, but then lives with this guy for some reason that's like a painter or whatever. It, it just, I don't, 
it, it doesn't quite it's kind of all over the place it's a bit bit of a mess i mean not that it was a terrible movie but it's just like there was points of it just like i don't what what is what is happening why is this why is this happening like why it could have been a little more straightforward or not most straightforward i guess is not the right word but a little more streamlined maybe I, I don't know it just it just seemed it was a bit off the wall and just with certain aspects of it was just like i don't this why why is this happening um but yeah it's definitely up there for um oscar consideration i mean the woman is nominated um the uh um octavia spencer's um i, I forget the woman who plays the character's name but Octavia Spencer is nominated. I think Richard Jenkins is nominated. Del Toro is nominated. The movie itself is nominated for Best Picture. So yeah, I mean, there's it's getting a lot of Oscar buzz. I think it was. I don't know if it was the most had got the most nominations or was tied for the most nominations or something like that. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens on Sunday. Well, as you're listening to this, what happens on Sunday? It's a couple weeks away. I'm recording this but all right there we go so that's uh 31 so that takes us from 40 to 31 and there we go that's part whatever part four um if you missed the first three parts which i don't know why you would listen to this if you missed the first three parts but maybe you did maybe i don't know i don't know what you do with your life you can do what you want to do i don't care um go back and listen to those if you for some reason missed those and if you didn't uh, you're all caught up get ready for tomorrow because we got some more coming straight at you uh, we'll head into the 30 to 21. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. 2017. There was a lot of movies I watched, so we're getting there. Uh, but thanks for listening, and if you want to go check out the blog, it's razorvader.blogspot.com. That's where I post everything. Um, but then it all trickles down to uh, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher, so you might as well just go um, and uh, subscribe, because that will just automatically feed to your device i believe how that works um and you can give me five stars and let me know how i'm doing write a review of the podcast you can hit me up on uh at twitter on razor vader let me know what your list is but you know if you agree with my list disagree maybe that maybe you think shape of water was really good and should be like a lot higher maybe you think it was a piece of crap and it should be a lot lower i don't know you got your list i got my list let's talk about it um and we'll see you tomorrow and uh thanks for listening bye